Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A hero's quest begins with the first simple quest and is followed by another slightly more complicated quest. Tigtone begins January 13th at midnight only on Adult Swim. Too late. You're locked in. This is the escape room. Hopefully in about an hour, we'll figure out how to get out of it. (laughs) The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Instance, episode 545. It is January 11th, 2019. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, we're back for another fine episode of The Instance. I'm joined today uh, longingly. That's not a word. It's, it's a word, but it's not appropriate here. I'm just glad to have Patrick back is what I'm trying to say. Patrick Beja, everybody, all the way from uh, where are you now? Helsinki? Back to Helsinki. I'm in, I'm in Finland. Not in Helsinki, but yes, in Finland. Okay, good. And uh, I think longingly works. I mean, your longing has been so long that you're still longing now that I'm here. Yeah. I think somehow we can make it. I'm still longing even as I speak. Uh, this, is, this is such a phallic intro. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but also I that voice. Yeah, if you want to see it like that. <laughs> we need sure. to enlarge the longing more than Imperius's wings in Heroes of the Storm. Here, here's the deal. You were gone for so long because of the holidays and stuff. It wasn't actually that long, but it feels like it was an eternity. We had a yeah, it was year- like what? Like a month? Yeah. It, it felt like forever not talking yeah. to you guys. It was about a month. So, and, it, and it was like a whole other year ago. It was a different year mm-hmm. when we last spoke. And now here in 2019, I, Patrick's fresh and new again. I think this is the longest I've, I've, I've gone without talking to you I, in quite a while, Patrick, because even after I, I left Overwatchers, you know, I came on Pixels every now and then. Uh, and then when, when I, I became a, a semi-permanent fixture here, yeah. I got I got my Patrick fixed that way. Yep. <laughs> to get your hot well, injection you know, of Patrick. Mm-hmm. We were we were talking about uh, some things you would be possibly doing in the future, but probably not. But maybe in the podcasting space. And I'm glad to hear that things are still rolling uh, in that area. Things this are all very rolling. cryptic, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> is. Again, you're doing it. You're doing it, Patrick. Yeah. You're 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 creating expectations before it was just to the stream. Now it's to everyone listening to the instant. So yeah, thank you. That's true. All right. So you know what? Uh, the the year uh, that was 2018 has gone and now it's 2019 and we all know that in 2018 everyone hated battle for azeroth right everyone it was like the worst thing that had ever happened in the history of the world and including like nazis and genocides and communism and uh, uh, yeah i uh, had a terrible thing. time i definitely didn't uh u- utilize the the new community tab to put together a group of raiders I've never played with in my entire life that went on to full clear old deer, which is a raid. Oh, I nice. Enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I definitely didn't make some of my greatest memories in the history of world of Warcraft during that. Uh, That's cool. I well, also... I, w- I was going to say, and now 2019, everyone loves everything, but yeah. I guess you're actually confirming that. Yeah. Have well you done. been on YouTube? 
<laughs> yeah, YouTube had a real field day this time around with uh, with the, the 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 place we are in the expansion right now. I feel like this is a bigger year than usual for the kind of link baity YouTube stuff that would come right after an announcement. So they would say, uh, wh- whatever. Um, uh, I can't even think of a good one, but some Blizzard would say a thing, and ten minutes later there'd be a a thumbnail YouTube of a face going. Oh, and a vo- and a little and a huge bunch of text in impact font saying Blizzard says this, and then you click it, and it's eight minutes of some guy's face up in your face, just ranting about how Blizzard's going to hell. There was more of that in 2018 than I think ever before. Either that, Please. or I, think, I never noticed it. Look, I don't know. Uh, pump, pump the brakes there, Scott. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna spend that much time on the thumbnail, your your video isn't coming out in eight <laughs> minutes. Uh, you gotta write it on a dry erase board. Uh, that's the only way you can you can put out the trash for the raccoons that quickly. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. I thought I felt like it was a low it was a it was a low point for that kind of stuff in 2018. I think that it like Legion was pretty well regarded overall, and the previous expansions when the community was not uh, uh, happy with the expansion. I think we can include ourselves in the in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube wasn't as big, so maybe that's part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Now YouTube culture is bigger uh, than it was before, mm-hmm. and that's possibly why we're seeing this a little bit more. But just an uptick. I don't know. I don't know what's going on exactly. Everyone on YouTube's mad because they think the revenue's weird, and they're mad at Google and YouTube anyway. So there's reason to scream there. And so if you have some other little little niche thing that you talk about all the time, be it Warcraft or something else, and there's a chance for you to kind of turn all you know uh, info wars on on yourself. I guess there's more of an opportunity for that. Uh, I mean, there, there's reason. Well, maybe we can talk about this later. You actually wanted to talk about the raid schedule and and stuff like that, and the fun stuff, and we can talk about the controversial stuff later. If yeah, you want. we have plenty of yeah. that coming up. So let's play this. Yeah. Oh, also welcome Garrett Weinzerl to the show. I'm everybody. Say hi, everybody. I'm Garrett, <laughs> by the way, I'm Garrett. listen, <laughs> Garrett. Garrett is always here. Uh, he is like a presence on the instance that needs no introduction. Yeah, he's oh, just uh, part of it. Yeah, his hot butt keeping that seat warm for these two Europeans <laughs> that have screwy schedules. That's what's going on there, and it's working out great. Uh, but yeah, I didn't mean to do that. We just got so into the topic already. We just all assumed Garrett had already been introduced, but he hadn't been. We, so Garrett, hi, listen, we, we, welcome. Yep, you got to start the show strong with some uh, wiener jokes. That's how you gotta <laughs> yeah, <get. laughs> that's what I always get say. Get it rolling. That's what I always but say. But hey, raid test schedule. Yeah, let's talk about this. January 10th, that was yesterday, for those uh, paying attention. Today's the 11th. So on Thursday, they conducted their first raid test for the Crucible of Storms. Uh, this is how it went. I guess it started around through, what was that? 1300 PSTs. What, what is that normal time? I'm not, I don't ever know how that works. How does it work? It's three hours. Uh, was that two, it's, 1 it's PM? Well, two, well, the first question is what do you call normal time? Scott? No, well, no, that's the first question. Uh, I, I like that's, my AMs and my PMs. Damn it. I don't like the, the, the military. Oh, test. that that's one, 1 PM. It's very easy. Oh, 13 yeah. is one after 12. So it's 1 PM. Oh yeah. Oh, Really? I feel like 1500 is where I start to fall off. I can't yeah. quickly assess what time it is. But yeah. 13, I'm like, it's 1 past 12, which is noon, so it's 1, yeah. uh, and then so on and so well, forth. But say, then I start, have yeah. to start counting on people my People say, be so here in 1800 hours. I'm like, what are you, an episode of MASH? Let's let's freaking turn this boat around. This is stupid. Uh, does anyone actually say that to you in daily conversation? No, no one ever does. It's, never, okay. it's actually right. never happened. Exaggerating. I straw, I straw manned it. I made that up. It was a complete, it was to support my argument, but I actually don't have, <laughs> so see, this is what I'm trying to do. In 2019, it's all about more uh, full 
uh, disclosure of, of stuff. So I'm here to admit that I made a thing up to help support an argument. I think a lot, a lot of people could benefit from just saying that up front in 2019. That's just a little side note there for you. But let's talk about this raid schedule. So uh, they did it. I don't know how it went. Uh, so I was going to do some follow-up this morning, and I couldn't find much. But as far as I know, uh, it was fine. Uh, the testing went okay, and uh, according to various sources, there's nothing nothing crazy happened. No servers melted down, nothing bad happened. So this is all leading up, obviously, to uh, the release of the uh, the coming raid to public uh, servers and that sort of thing. And Garrett, because you are uh, have been so invested in old, old ear, uh, I know you're excited, right? You're ready for the next level. Put your feet on there and go and run and go. Always, always excited for new raids. Yeah. And are you, uh, I mean, do you, you don't partake in the testing though, do you? No, no, I don't partake in really any wild testing because uh, it, it burns me out on the content too quickly. Well, because he doesn't want to be helpful in any way to anything. He just wants to enjoy whoa. being free. I feel attacked. <laughs> what, you're saying I, I don't want to get in and figure it out and help hmm. teach people how to run it? Is that what you're saying? I, I might be no, saying. that you don't want to help Blizzard find the bugs. And uh, Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't. Just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Blizzard. The, 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 enjoying Blizzard's content. This is uh, Mr. Blizzard. Um, the, uh, the, the <laughs> it's a constant battle in uh, enjoying your games uh, against burnout. Sure. Because so many sure. of your games mm. are about replayability. Uh, so partaking in your testing uh damages my replayability right and also you're that's, you're in that's very fair you're in you're always in um danger of running into like a half-made polygon that's supposed to be a character eventually that'll that's not textured yet or voiced yet that's always my big concern like i don't want to get in on there and PCR, go raid testing usually not well not raid testing that's but, true anyway, but like yeah. betas did, forget it guys, no more betas i'm done with betas go ahead patrick did you guys talk about how the raid is going to work, like Alliance to Horde, and how you're going to replay parts of the fight? Well, this that... isn't for that. This is for Crucible of Storms. Yeah, this is a uh, oh, is it? Deal. Oh, this is like oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, never mind then. I didn't say anything. Yeah, it's all right. But that other stuff, that uh, Zoldazar Zip Zip Dazar business, is cool too, and we're very much looking forward to that. And we do have a schedule for that, though, don't we? When's this that stuff hit? Uh, oh, I don't have it written here. It's on previous notes. Anyway, people still chomping at the bit. The point is, raid content. That's where we're at in this stage of the expansion. That's what we're waiting for. We're sitting around waiting for more raid content. And uh, hopefully that'll all turn out good. And we'll get some uh, cool story bits in the meantime. Uh, there was just, I didn't go and scour it, but there was just a Q&A with uh, Taryn Gregory. And I forgot the designer, one of the leads on the team, sat and talked about uh, lore in this expansion and how they're progressing with that stuff and uh, people should go read up on that if uh, if you haven't or go watch the VOD on Twitch it was it was quite good alright well that's about all there is uh, going on in the game <laughs> there's there's some, some raid content coming they're testing some of it and good times are ahead however uh, what I want to talk about is a really weird thing that happened yesterday. Not a weird, not, I don't know if it's that weird, but it was quite the buzz. And that was news that Activision was transferring publishing rights to Destiny back to Bungie and Bungie would be severing themselves from their relationship with Activision, thus becoming their own publisher, but also, uh, all that that would mean them being separated from, from Activision. Now, the reason this matters here isn't because I don't, honestly, I don't care that much about what that means for Bungie or Destiny, but it's a very interesting turn of events that made a whole bunch of people ask me yesterday, hey, does this mean Blizzard could do this? Could Blizzard sever their uh, 
tendrils from uh, Activision during this weird time where revenue's down on all sides and Activision seems to be bullying in a little bit and all the, you know, the he said, she says we're going through since, uh, really since BlizzCon and all that stuff happened, since Morheim's announcement maybe is where all this stuff started of him leaving. And the answer is, I don't actually know. I don't know enough about the way that they're connected corporately. I don't know uh, what the rules are well, for that stuff. But Patrick, thoughts? Yeah, I think it, it would be extremely difficult because uh, Bungie has uh, basically a deal with Activision where Activision publishes their game, but Bungie is still an entirely separate company. And Activision Blizzard owns Activision and Blizzard. And they are a uh, very... I mean, they're essentially, they're not quite the same company, but they're very much integrated, not in game development, uh, not in, um, uh, uh, you know, those kinds of aspects, but they work together on many, many things. I, I don't want to say something stupid, so I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but um, it seems unlikely that they would be able to separate themselves in the same way. It would take a lot of work, a lot of reorganization. It's not impossible, but... I mean, even the, the first question is, why would Activision Blizzard want to essentially separate from Blizzard? Mm. Blizzard makes a ton of money for them, even currently, you know, in the way they, they work. Uh, and, and this is one of my uh, uh, reasons why I don't think uh, Activision would want to influence and change the way Blizzard works. But yeah, it seems like it would be very difficult for them. It, to, I mean, to it, 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 it was a merger. Mm -hmm. like it was yes. it, it, it was very different from it, the the connection yeah, between activision I mean, and bungie right very very different it's just they have a deal like a contract to work together with bungie blizzard and activision are uh, owned by the same company and have a lot of synergy so it's not it's so not the same. you're you so <clears throat> some context here patrick joined blizzard as an employee on the european side about a year after the merger and yeah. uh and you were there up till what 2014 does i have that right 2014, yes. Uh, so you, I feel like you have some insider, uh, not knowledge, I don't mean that in specifics, but I mean you kind of have a feel for yeah, how right. things worked and how things transitioned and all of that. Uh, we don't know why. I mean, the, 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 the letter from Bungie is rather flowery about, we really appreciate our time with them, and if without them, we wouldn't have been able to do what we did. And now looking ahead, we're excited to to publish and do bidet bidet and do things and whatever. And and, uh, the, and then you read the Kotaku article, which says uh, that Bungie employees had a champagne popping party uh, when the news broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like they weren't. I mean, clearly something wasn't great or they wouldn't do this. This wouldn't be a split they would be having. So I understand the desire on Blizzard fans parts to go, ooh, ooh, is this a thing we could do? Could we go out and be independent again and no longer be tied to this? Uh, you know, there are a lot of people who believe that uh, this merger and the, the going public in 08 was the start of a problem that would eventually fulfill itself. And now we're seeing it being fulfilled. Uh, yeah, that's like 12 years for the problem to realize right. itself. It's like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, if we, yeah, we're not going to talk about Blizzard Activision yet. But in, in the case of Activision and, uh, and Bungie, you have to, I mean, we don't know what the terms are for, Activision. We know that Blizzard, that Bungie is getting Destiny, which is huge. It's a really big thing. And you have to wonder what uh, uh, 
Blizzard, I keep saying Blizzard, what Activision is getting out of it, I mean, they are accepting to let this go. I'm guessing a lot of money in some fashion, but uh, it's it's not like Bungie is setting itself, itself free from evil Activision that wanted to keep it at all costs. Like Activision is probably letting them go for some reason. They weren't very happy in the way things were going either, and it seems like a... a, a not, I don't want to say friendly. It doesn't. It's probably not friendly, but a mutually agreed decision. Mm. Yeah, it does seem. Yeah, friendly. I don't know if is the right way to put it, but yes. Yeah, uh, probably not. Probably, probably not. So, no. I, I wonder if it's kind of like the what we're seeing between Sony, Spider Man, and Marvel. Mm. Like if there's there's still some money exchanging, or it, I, I don't know if, if it's on the sure there's money or, exchanging hands. Yeah, there's yeah, money changing hands that like Activision can't give up because uh, Destiny is a co-owned uh, franchise essentially, and Activision is saying, okay, fine, you can you can take it. You know, we don't care, and that's they wouldn't do that for free. Like it makes no sense. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening there, but there's something that's happening. Yeah. I mean, the, the part of it that 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 I find I, I find absurd is is but I also completely understand how we got here is everyone's like, oh, this is more proof. Activision is a sinking ship and the rats are evacuating. And it's like, no, I mean, the the tension between Bungie and Activision has been well documented for years now mm-hmm. since Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clear, Activision has clearly not been happy with Destiny's performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does not appear that Bungie has been happy with their relationship with Activision who publicly honestly don't happy yeah yeah I mean this original arrangement was made in tw- uh well their their partnership was entered into in 2010 um when I guess in theory uh they were washing their hands of whatever they were done with with Halo and Microsoft and then had started in in earnest working on whatever destiny would be yeah, it was, um, it was shortly after uh, Halo Reach yeah. came out because so it was Bungie's last Halo game. Yeah, so we're looking at, you know, 10 years ago, nine years ago. Um, and I think that is plenty of time to test the restraints, give it your all, do your best. And if things just aren't great between you and your publishing arm, then maybe in your contract you had a way to exit and that's what they've decided to opt to do. And maybe it was time-based, maybe it was a lot well, of other things. We don't know all those details, unfortunately, but we know but- they're happy about it. They're popping champagne, right? Whee! Yeah, but that's employees, and I don't know how, you know, I, I don't want to speculate too much, but well, it was a 10-year agreement, mm-hmm. and they break it essentially after uh, eight years, and they're getting the the franchise. Uh, neither of them was super happy with the way the relationship was going, or at least the perfor- the game was performing um, financially. Uh, it Destiny had great times, but Destiny 2 ended up being less uh, uh, successful. For We could go into a whole history of Destiny. Um, it just, I don't know why I started on that rant, so I'm going to stop. But <laughs> it's more complicated than <laughs> to To, uh, to kind of level out, I, I, I guess, the emotions that are elicited from saying, Bungie employees pop champagne when the information yeah. when when the when the news broke. It is like it. I, I just take a moment and just remove Activision from the equation. Any other studio, say any other studio, X Y Z studio uh, was in a, a deal with Bungie. Bungie now uh, 
moves on from that and gets to retain the rights to their IP. That's, That's good news. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. celebrate that no matter who you are now leaving a a business deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, true. That's good. Ooh, and that's by the great way, who, for Bungie. Mm. who who invested in in Bungie? Was it is it's either Tencent or NetEase? It's NetEase. Who invested in Bungie. It's NetEase. So there you it's go. Net- so it's the you know, <laughs> it's not like they're they're leaving one uh, evil corporate overlord for uh, a joy, a life of happiness and independence. <laughs> uh, NetEase is, if you remember, the company that Blizzard is partnering with for Diablo Immortal, which is a horrible, terrible. A Chinese company that only does microtransaction ridden mobile games for money and profit. Yeah, no, so they went they went from Oscorp to Octavius Industries. That's basically essentially. What yeah. <laughs> well, no, they also had a little step into being. Um, they they were part of. Uh, I, I don't know who else. Star. They were part of Stark Industries for a minute because last week everybody was praising the partnership of of NetEase and Second Dinner with their little Marvel crossover game. And everybody was like, suddenly forgot how much they hated NetEase. We talked about this last week, but it annoys me to no end that you can go from NetEase is the devil. The devil. I'm sorry. NetEase is the Lord and Savior. I'm sorry. They're the devil. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're just a big giant money train. And and people are going to succeed or not on their money train. So, I mean, all, all of this, I think I'm sure that Activision had input on uh, how Bungie should... Uh, should steer destiny i think some of the choices for making destiny 2 very uh casual friendly i don't know how much of this was bungie and how much of it was was uh activision but i wouldn't be surprised if activision was like guys clearly we're not selling enough of those for you know it to make sense for us so can you make it more casual and it didn't work out for many reasons and so they're getting back to the um, core gamer uh, focus that they liked, and maybe that's where the 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 strain is coming from. Right. People talk about the microtransactions. Honestly, I really don't think like everyone is super. Every Destiny Two player is super happy with the state of Destiny Two now. Super, super happy. It's the best it's ever been, and the microtransactions are still very much there. So in it in themselves they're not like the big issue that a lot of people think they are um so that's important to remember as well but bungie made a lot of mistakes in destiny 2 it's not like it's all activision's fault i'm sure they have a part of the responsibility maybe a big part i don't think so but maybe but bungie is not like oh everything was fine until you came along mm-hmm. and and ruined everything <laughs> so well <clears throat> and it's probably similar with Acti- with uh, blizzard by the way yeah but, we can talk about yeah, that that's that's true. So uh, just real quick, speaking of Blizzard, they they swooped in pretty quickly, the, the Blizzard customer service account on Twitter, and said, Destiny 2 will still receive <clears throat> excuse me, full support on Battle.net, and we do not anticipate any disruption to our services or your gameplay experience. So that doesn't mean they're, uh, that, that's not necessarily a, a commitment to a long-haul uh, arrangement, but it did bring up some questions when this announcement came out. Would that continue to be a part of our launcher or not? For the time being, it will be. Yeah, the... The, the big question is Destiny 3 or whatever that ends up being. I think uh, the Epic Game Store is calling and they're like, hey, guys, you know what we just launched? Mm-hmm. A game store. Yep. Wouldn't it be awesome if Destiny 3 or, you know, your, your next thing was on that game store? We mm-hmm. think it would be awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's possible that the next one won't be there. But on the other hand, um, everyone was wondering, like, what could Bungie do to get people interested in the next 
version of Destiny because most people would probably think, oh, it's, it's the same again. And I think that will do it. Getting separated from Activision is going to get a lot of people to go, oh, now that's the Activision 3 free version of this game. I want to check it out. So that, that's like a can of soda now with zero Activision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. It's well, look, the people, you know, people are responding in a lot of ways, obviously, uh, around this thing. And I know people are um, uh, some excited. Some think this is bad. Some see, see it as doom and gloom, like uh, like uh, you're Garrett decrying over there about the idea of, you know, where things sit with Blizzard. But Patrick, while you were um, away, and actually not very long ago, you kind of went on a bit of a Twitter rant that gained a lot of attention, and um, the approval of uh, Chris Metzen and a few other people in, who would be a little bit more in the know, and uh, you want to summarize that a little bit, because I think it's worth mentioning here, at least a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense to talk about it here. Um, I don't know if it got a lot of attention. There were a few people who uh shared it uh including medicine and a few people from blizzard or riot or people who would know mm -hmm. uh how these things work so i think my intuition is somewhat validated to an extent um you know if you want to think that that's because it 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 is a more positive spin on that relationship the relationship between activision and blizzard then sure you can you can think that as well um but this the essentially what i was looking at was all of the rumors and the information we have, however flimsy and, and rumory, and trying to take away uh, something tangible out of them and, and to see if it was indeed negative or positive or, you know, all of that. And I'm not going to go over everything I talked about in that uh, thread, but the key part is that a lot of people are complaining that Activision's influence is negatively impacting the development of games at Blizzard. And while I think it's probably true that there are some um, some cost-cutting happening because the company has very few games coming out uh, soon, it the, the, the development part of it is still apparently extremely uh, safeguarded. Like, they are hiring more developers. Uh, they're telling the dev teams to make sure they have everything they need. And they're doing things like making sure that uh, they don't release Diablo 4 before it's ready, which is completely the opposite of what you could, you would expect a company like Activision to demand if they were indeed, uh, it, how do you say it, like demanding that things change at Blizzard to make more money. Like Diablo 4 has been in development from what we know for at least four years. It's been reset once uh, two years ago. It would be completely reasonable for a company like Activision to say, all right, guys, it's been four years. You have nothing to show for. You don't have a lot of big games coming out. And I don't count uh, Warcraft uh, 3 Remaster, Reforged, and uh, WoW Classic. I don't think those are the big games a company like Activision would demand. Mm -hmm. And it, they could tell them, all right, announce it at, at uh, BlizzCon. You have essentially six months to a year to finish it. And then you put it out. Then you release it. That's not what they did. Uh, they said, if they have any input at all, they said, all right, just take your time, hire people, do what you need to to make it great and to make a lot of money for us once it releases. Um, and, and it's fine, whatever. Hmm. So I don't see how that is looked at and interpreted as being a 
uh, uh, Activision demanding things from uh, Blizzard that are ne- contrary to what they would like. Right. Uh, that Diablo 4 thing not being demanded to be released, especially is to me clearly a sign that Activision is letting Blizzard do its thing, as it's done for 10, 12 years, and as it's reaped the immense benefits and profits from. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Uh, And the fact that they're hiring more devs and cost-cutting in areas that are support areas that you need less of when your games are getting maybe a little long in the tooth, like uh, Overwatch and uh, and Hearthstone and even Heroes, sadly... It makes sense to cut costs a little bit. Um, it it and it makes sense for them to say let's uh, uh, keep let's let Blizzard do their thing. Right. So, and if you think, I mean, if let's say there's an, some wild scenario of possibility where Blizzard does separate itself from Bungie, I don't think it's ever likely, but let's just say it happens. I don't know that that's a different Blizzard. Like, it's still kind of Blizzard grappling with the new realities of what gaming is today versus what it was for their PC uh, stuff back in the 90s and, and 2000s. Like, it's a different... It doesn't. It's not like they suddenly get out from under that shadow and go, ah, now the freedom, all the holding back that, that Activision did. I don't know that Activision has ever held them back. Well, I, feel, I feel like Activision uh, may not overtly anyway. They've always been like, hey, Blizzard, keep making tons of money that you make. That's great, and the yeah, games you're making the are thing. awesome. That so. rests that rests on the question of whether or not uh, Activision has a big influence on Blizzard. I think a lot of people see uh, Blizzard as, or I don't know, Blizzard as as saintly. If we want to invent words, um, they think Blizzard is can do no wrong, and every bad decision is actually an Activision decision, and every good decision is a Blizzard decision. I think that's giving very little credit to what uh, Blizzard actually uh, uh, does, and they make a lot of bad decisions. Like, for Battle for Azeroth, I think a lot of people think it's not a great expansion. Cataclysm was not a great expansion. Warlords of Draenor was not a great expansion. Sometimes things happen. Boy, you make the bad decisions. You try to <laughs> repair what you can. What do you, are you're, you? You're underselling how terrible Warlords was. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to give. Expansion. I will say it's not okay. Yes, it's a garbage expansion. But as the best menu music of the game ever had, that is the one thing I'm going to say Possibly. for it. Had amazing no, no. menu music. Mr. Pandaria. Mr. Pandaria had the best. That's true. <laughs> the the, um, the narrative I, 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 I that jump can in do here. no wrong is very strong. Right. I, I want to jump in here with, 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 with less just me wanting to, again, uh, stick a thorn in the side of uh, <laughs> the Warlords of Draenor. Is that, uh, look at the larger picture, because I don't know, the, the conversation always seems to be, oh, it's finally Activision's corruption over Blizzard. And it's like, oh, I don't know. I just don't buy that, because it's, it's not just Blizzard. It's not the only studio we're seeing change. It's just the industry. Mm. Like, even... Even freaking Bethesda, y'all, y'all love your Bethesda. Don't know why their games look like butt, but <laughs> like even they just released Fallout seventy six, which is this weird thing that's a departure from everything we know and love about Bethesda games because they're trying to get in on the games as a service bandwagon. Mm-hmm. This is a shift over the entire industry of games. Yeah, and Blizzard uh, so- at their si- Blizzard at their size and their momentum would have to face this whether they were with Activision or not. They would still be in a position where they'd have to go, huh? What do we do? Shift gears, do this. Incubators, uh, mobile. Yeah, what are we doing with mobile? Like they would have these same problems and same challenges. I think what we want, or when I say we, I think what the people who 
a whole blizzard blizzard in a different category one is we want to return to where they just focused on pc and they just focused on core gamers and they got away from games as a, as a service and loot boxes and all this other stuff like that's what you're all longing for but the industry is either going and you're going with it or you're not going with it and you are then not making money in a in where the thing shifted to so i don't know what choice they have at this point well, I mean, it's not even, I think there there is this idea of a pure ancient blizzard that was always the same and that Activision came and corrupted. And that's something that I, I heard a lot when I was responding. I spent hours, hours responding to everyone on that thread. Mm. Uh, but Why? No, it was most of it. No, most of it was interesting. It was okay. It was people who were being mostly respectful. Some of the people were convinced and couldn't be you know their minds couldn't be changed and it's not like i was out to change minds i was just looking at the situation as objectively as i could and i was taking the feedback i was getting and trying to see if there was any merit to it um sometimes there was to an extent sometimes less but um this idea that blizzard never changed until now uh and now it's being corrupted is very strange because the warcraft the first one, Blizzard, is very different from the, the World of Warcraft Blizzard. And the World of Warcraft Blizzard is very different from the um, Hearthstone and Heroes and Overwatch Blizzard. And so it's not like there's one Blizzard has never changed before. It changes all the time. We change all the times. Some of the things we liked 10 years ago are we don't like anymore. And Blizzard changes. And I think there is also some a possibility that Activision is you know, would neg negatively be impacting uh, Blizzard in the way that they have or EA might have other companies before. It's just that in what we're seeing in the um, reports and rumors we're hearing about, I'm not seeing any evidence of that. I'm seeing evidence of them uh, letting developers do their job, uh, reducing costs where it's not essential, and uh, essentially not demanding that a game is released before it's ready. So where is the evidence that Activision is ruining Blizzard? I don't, you know, BFA is not great, yes. And people saying, oh, they had lots of feedback and they chose not to listen to it and they rushed it before it was released. It was like two years. It wasn't rushed. It was decisions that panned out not to be the best ones. Um, yeah, that, so that, that's kind of where my head's at too. I feel like uh, the the intensity of the anger at BFA's performance is being amplified by what I see as unrelated events. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, you know, or it's, it's, it's all, it's all a lot of timing because to me, if, if I just look at BFA and what's happening with it, this is just a cycle of world of Warcraft. As you pointed out, Scout, we went through this with Gata, we went through this with, uh, with Warlords of Dragon. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm the one who pointed it out. Please sorry. Uh, give <laughs> my tr tribute my, to yeah, my pre Give tribute my to bad. Patrick. My bad. Uh, and and for some people, we went through this with Missa Vendera. You were all wrong, by the way. That expansion yes. is perfect. Yeah, that, I love that. I, <laughs> but, I love that expansion. You'll get no argument from me. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just in, in, insulting random faceless listeners who right. get mad at me. But, right. <laughs> Why not? Um. <laughs> My my point being is that if you just look at BFA in the vacuum of just World of Warcraft, it it looks like the cycle of World of Warcraft that we've had for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, but in the background, suddenly Mike Morheim's Mike Morheim's gone. Mm -hmm. But before that, Metzen left, and we weren't 
we weren't touting the end of days. Well, some uh, were. We were no, we weren't. But I knew some who were. Yeah, not not to this level. It's it's the, 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 the compounding factors of, of of medicine leaving, of everything that's going on with the CFOs, of the Jason Schreier articles, of now Bungie and 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 uh, and Activision. Yeah. It, it's all of this coalescing all at the same time. So 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 what I what I'm trying to say is that. It's not the end of time. It's not the end of World of Warcraft. It's not a dead game. Stop clicking on those Asmongold freaking YouTube videos mm. and calm down. Like, do you like the game or do you not? Oh, his fans. Keep playing are... it if you do. Stop playing it if you don't. His fans it's, are going to egg your house. I'm just saying. They're going to egg your house because they are hardcore, those fans. You got to watch out <laughs> for those guys. They're going to egg your house. They're going to toothpaste your windows. It's going to be bad. It's, uh, I, I, it's just a, it's a fervor. And yeah. I find it absurd. Uh, speaking of absurd, <laughs> Patrick, I wanted to ask you a question because the chat room must know. Behind okay. you is a screen playing something. Oh, is that we the Wii U Mario Brothers thing remastered? Deal? Is that what that is? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I just it it just it was just released today, and I bought it, and I'm playing it. I'm loving it. It's exactly what I wanted and what I needed at this very moment. So I yes, think I'm going to pick it up today because I also want and need it right now in my life. Well, so. I didn't I never played it on on uh, Wii U. I did have a Wii U. I was one of the three people who did. And um, it, I didn't play it. And I think it's uh, a Mario game. And I love Mario. And uh, sue me if you don't. I don't care. I just yeah. love it. Yeah, he has lawyers. He'll take you down. Go ahead and sue him. Oh, see, absolutely. See how far that gets my you. My wife's a lawyer. Oh, that's right. I forgot. She, you got all the defense so you, you need. There you go. There yeah. you go. I'm, I'm, I'm lawyered up. Yeah. I can absolutely tell you that uh, I love Mario. Yeah. Plus, she's... And I'm also playing Overwatch at the same time. That's why I'm not making a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. She's also Finnish, and, uh, which means she can float into the courtroom three, three inches above the ground, not have her feet touch the ground. And mm -hmm. you can see your heartbeat like a baby fish. It's really good. All right, moving on. I haven't been able to say that joke in a while, Patrick. I just felt like it was time. To just oh, like... it was at least like how long have I not been on the show? A month? It was <laughs> it's been at, least at least a month. a month. Yeah. Look, I love the finish. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of connections to finish of course people. You do. You're just one of them. So yeah, overall, yeah. if you you know, <laughs> I think it we are uh, making a, a. I'm looking at the situation objectively, and I don't see overwhelming evidence that Activision is destroying Blizzard. I'm seeing evidence of the contrary. If you disagree, that's fine. Uh, I guess we'll all have our answers in about two years. If we see only crappy mobile games and no PC games and no good good games in two years, I'll come over to your side and we can have a party and all be friendly. Wow. <laughs> if, if they do come out with excellent games, though, or fun, cool PC games, then you have to come over to my side and we can have drinks and have a party. Yeah, so either way, either a party. Way, yeah. Everyone wins. Yeah. Nobody so loses I in this scenario. Nobody loses. Sonya loses. Yeah. Your wife loses because she has to host. Well, the party. she'll be at the party as well. Yeah, but. She doesn't want all our, all our disgusting butts over there, does she? I wouldn't want it. Oh, I didn't mean like come over like at my house. I meant oh. like we'll find a space. It's, you'll find, find a, a venue, a common area. Yeah. Yes. Find in the. I don't want. In yeah, the. No, in the. I don't, in want, the, in the, in I don't the, want you guys here. It's disgusting. In the right, elf okay. kingdom that is Finland. All right. Fantastic. Uh, let us uh, continue on. Mike Morheim, as you know, uh, left his post as CEO. What, back in October? Yeah, it was October. It was about a month before BlizzCon. And then at BlizzCon, they did a little awkward goodbye. And then 
Uh, I didn't realize this at the time, but I had learned since that he was retained as what was called a strategic advisor. Um, not unusual. Companies do this all the time. Somebody's outgoing. What do you do? You have that person sort of stick around as a sort of a transition person. Um, this is true all the way down to guy working at a bakery and a grocery store. You got somebody who's got to kind of, you know, bring in the next guy and make sure things are okay. And did we remember everything? Did we cover everything? And that was kind of his job. It may have extended a little bit to, hey, the board wants to know this. What do you think? And he may have had advice that people would, you know, listen to and that sort of thing. But that is now also coming to an end. Uh, his role as strategic advisor for the company will conclude on April 7th, 2019. So a few months left, but that'll be the end of that. And that is in most respects, the last of Morheim at Blizzard in any capacity other than historical and probably lots of rad uh, stock options. Um, however, uh, the people have chosen to see this as another doom and gloom sign. So I'm, I'm guessing Garrett loves this. You love that this one sparked all kinds of new stuff because then they were like, oh no, after the bungee thing, now this Morheim's not even a... Rah, rah. Did you- I mean, it is, it, it's, it's, it's timing. Um, and I, I I can't begrudge anyone that reaction because this, it just keeps coming. And we, we, we don't even, I don't even think we have time today to bring up the Hearthstone survey that asks, how interested would you still be in the game if we cut (laughs) esports? Like who signed off on putting that out right now? That doesn't seem like now is the best time to be asking that question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this bums me out. I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't like. You didn't like him leaving in the first place. You you didn't like any of that. No, I I don't. I don't like change, Scott. No. Uh, (laughs) So while I am calling for sanity, (laughs) I will say that I saw this and I was like, oh, son of a, come on. Mm. (laughs) Keep something there. Yeah. Uh, Because I I mean. There's never going to be permanent, though. He was never going to. I'm not jazzed with Jay Ombrak so far. Yeah. I mean, if I can, well, if I, so totally, I'm honest, I'll say yeah. this in defense of Brack, and I think I said it when uh, when uh, Morheim first announced he was leaving. If things were really bad, um, Activision wise, I think they wouldn't have chosen Brack, who is a longtime game developer. He comes from the game side, mm-hmm. right? He's not a, a financial corporate head from Activision that was put in there like randomly because he would do the, the the corporate overlords uh bidding right he has been in the wild team for what 12 years he's a dev he likes the game i mean he he is an advocate for the game so i think that is yes i'm sad to see mike go after 27 years probably he was a little bit tired um but of all the people who would replace him i think a a game side guy is probably a good thing it is uh the question yeah, is and, 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 yeah i'm not calling i'm not doing a takedown of the man i don't know enough i mean in reality when i say i am not thrilled with jalen brack so far what i'm really saying is i am not thrilled with what we've seen publicly from the man uh which i must i can only assume is crafted and released on purpose and careful yeah what we've really seen is a not particularly stellar opening ceremony at at blizzcon last year and a letter killing heroes of the storm esports around christmas rendering like over 100 people jobless mm-hmm. like that's about it mm-hmm. and and so maybe it's just a failure in messaging um more than who knows how much is actually his well, fault combined with combined with timing combined with you know right he, he probably what I'm saying, is, yeah is, is, is 
I mean, it's it's a useless statement, but we're always working with incomplete information when we talk about these types of movements by these large companies. Yeah. We have no idea what the hell is going on inside. Yeah, we're not we're not allowed the we don't have the view. Yeah. Um, and so all we can talk about is what is public and what has been public lately is is has not been stellar and it's and it's all compounding at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now Chatroom yeah. asks an interesting question now that he's actually gone and did it before 30 years. Uh, nobody else has hit a 30-year anniversary at Blizzard, so we don't know what the 30-year um, thing would have Ooh, been. Ooh, that's a good point. Maybe that was the reason. Could be. <laughs> I mean, he could have waited another couple of years, but yeah, that's... Well, what if it was like just a little like a little ceramic hearthstone, and he was like, this sucks, I'm leaving at 27. Like, maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's our story going forward. <laughs> or uh, maybe they don't have plans for a 30-year, and who would be next in line for that? Because you can't count uh, Adham. He'd left for too long. So he doesn't really count as a veteran for that long. Who I don't know who's next in line now, but a 30-year, what would that even be? It'd be like a yeah, statue on campus maybe, says Curtius in the chat. That's possible. Um, <laughs> you get your very own. Oh, Pierre Frank Pierce, he would be your next guy. He ain't going anywhere. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he loves that. And I don't that. know if Adham kind of gets his years back. He wasn't there for, what, 10 years? But now he's back and he's a founder, so... Maybe it counts. I don't know. Do they, do they hit pause? What yeah, that's that's the question. <laughs> what do they do? What do they do? Ooh, an actual diva mecca. Ooh, ooh. I would get. I'd, I'd ride right around in that, even if it was just on wheels and you know got me to work on time. That'd be cool. Me me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, hey, check this out. Orgamar and Stormring got proper portal rooms. I just wanted to get that out there. No more will you go to <clears throat> Orgamar and go, my gosh, did they just, did did uh, drunk mages just leave these on the ground randomly down here in the freaking crevice of hell or whatever it's called? The dark, the dark hole in Orgamar. what's it called? Uh, what's it called down there? What's that space? It's the, uh, the, cre- oh, the crevice oh. of hell works. As I'm, br- I'm blanking as well. <laughs> you, you fly in there and it's uh, got the spikes on the outside and there's all the, Stuff. Cleft of shadow. Cleft thank of you, shadow. Chris. Jeez Louise. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you. But then there's also some <clears throat> over in the troll area. And uh, just, they're all over. They're, they're all over the place. Out. It's like a mage went through. You know, it's like it's like a, a, a drunk. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, who we haven't seen in a while. Whose name is also escaping me because it's Friday morning and I can't remember a damn thing. But anyway, it's like he went through town just going, here's a portal. Here's a portal. Here's one. Hey, where does that go? I don't know. They're just everywhere for no reason. They're Cadgar, yeah. The floating head of Cadgar went in and just shat out like 50 portals and then left. And it's always felt like that. So finally, in this upcoming patch, we are getting uh, a we're getting a proper portal room in both cities, uh, major cities. And it's like a real place with like a, a feeling of, oh, this is where the portals would be. And they'll, and they'll be in some sort of, you know, configuration that looks good. So there, that's my favorite story of the week. If you if you're asking, all right. I like updates to major cities. I do. These too. Portal rooms look great. It's a good time. All right. Before we get to what else is happening around Blizzard, I have an important announcement for you guys. Tigtone is a new, gorgeously animated, weird ass show from Adult Swim. That's right. Everyone's favorite thing happening on Cartoon Network: Adult Swim. It's about a fantasy hero, Tigtone, T-I-G-T-O-N-E, who goes on quests, lots and lots of quests. And says his name, Tigtone, a lot. The main goal of most of these quests, luckily uh, enough for Tigtone, is to kill lots and lots of creatures. Joined by his helpful sidekick, Helpy, Tigtone will do anything to fulfill a quest. Mostly sacrificing Helpy. Uh, But 
whilst taking advantage of Helpy's powers and re- rejuvenation. This sounds like a common thing for us wild players. Get ready for a fantastical love letter for all things fantasy because this word is weird. World is weird. Not word. World is weird and funny and true and fantasy. But mostly it's Tigtone. The quest begins January 13th at midnight, only on Adult Swim. And uh, the trailer's awesome. You guys should go see it. Again, that's January 13th at midnight, only on Adult Swim. And now let's do this. Something like this? Just like this. Let's talk about what else is going on around Blizzard. Heroes of the Storm got imperious this week. And I would say he's cool, not very flashy. I still don't think his wings look very good, and they, they did update them, but eh, whatever. They're dumb. Uh, he'll be fine, though. I don't think there's anything real super special going on, except he's imperious, which is a badass character, but he's just kind of got a cool, you know, it's an okay kit. He does fine. He's fine. He's fine. Would you agree, is Garrett? He, so, yeah, go is ahead. He, I, I have a question for you and Garrett, actually, because Imperius was kind of one of the last characters that everyone was like, oh, we're, we want Imperius, we need Imperius. And, like, is he living up to his, I don't want to say hype, but the the, the amount uh, that people wanted him? No, because there's just no. nothing that special about him. Would you agree? He's he, just kinda... he doesn't, he, he has a miserable win rate. He, uh, he seems undertuned. Yeah. Uh, but it's... I mean, it, it, it's heroes. They're they're hit or miss on upon release. We've we've had a string for quite a while now of overtuned heroes upon release, mm-hmm. uh, but but before that, it was like historical. It was like new hero, bad win rate. Uh, so we're just kind of back to that. It's fine. They, yeah. they, there will be up. a patch at some point. He will probably get uh, his his numbers turned up a little bit. Yeah, his just his kid is not that. I just don't find it exhilarating. It's not like I, the, I really. He's like the angel god. I call him the angel god. He's basically he's basi- he's basically in the world of sanctuary uh, or in the lore of sanctuary. He's like the god. He's god, and he's an a hole, and he hates people, and he and he hates the burning hells, and he's pissed at Tyrael all the time, and he's everything sacrilege to him. He's amazing. He's a great character with all kinds of stupid complexities, and I think he's awesome. And he comes down here, and he's just like. I can do abilities A through E, and it's just not that. It's just not a lot going on there. That's I all. mean, you're, you're describing heroes in general. I mean, Ragnaros is is a Titanic, and he's a little dude you control in Heroes of the Storm. Like, it's, yeah. it's the way. It's the concession of the game. Landing um, his Q. Chat room makes up a good point. Landing his Q. Mr. Oda in chat says is very satisfying. I agree. I, I love his kit, but yeah. I'm predisposed. I really like melee bruisers. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, he's he's like a, a beefier Kerrigan in a way. In a way. I, I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Kerrigan. I, I dig it. But I, I can't win a game with him. So Yeah, well, there uh, you go. I said on Into the Nexus last night, if the opposing team drafts him, I type in all caps, free kills, exclamation point to my team and get everyone excited. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys, are you? Okay. Well, you got you to gotta make, you, you got to make friends with your team going in you got to get everyone hyped you got to make your team believe we can do this yeah. and if and if what i have to do is crap on the new hero make everyone believe that it's terrible and they're going to get free kills it doesn't matter if i can make them believe that oh, they're going to get free kills yeah that's a good point you you're you're 100 in the mental game here i forgot about that oh totally totally it's it's just uh social manipulation that's 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 my my game. That's how I win the draft. Well, as our local Hearthstone expert, what's happening in that game? Anything of a significance this week, or is it just kind of sailing like you're sailing in there? It, it, I think the game's in a really healthy state, especially if you like grinding the ladder. There's a lot of, like I said last week, there's a lot of options, a lot of viable options across all the classes of play. That's still true. 
the mm. single player came out, it's not for me, but it's usually not for me. Yeah. yeah, me either. I mean, there's that, there was the survey, which everyone's losing their mind over, but it's just more doom saying that I think is misplaced. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around right now. <laughs> it's starting to get <laughs> yeah. a little, it's starting to get tiring. Like I'm at the yeah, point where I mean, I'm like, I mean, Hearthstone's, it, it's, it's in a lull. For sure, but so is Overwatch. So is I. I think we're just hitting. We're we're reaching a lull with most of the major Blizzard franchises at the same time. Across the board, it's happening sort of at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like they're all StarCraft Two and Diablo right now. Like they're yeah, all having yeah. to have a taste of it. You know what I mean? Like they're all even even Mighty Overwatch has to dip down and and drink from the the the, the dirty water a little bit. Just I mean, how it, it is. Blizzard operates in waves. I guess to kind of tie up everything we've talked about throughout the whole episode for me i look at it it's like they had like their isometric rts wave mm -hmm. they had their mmo wave yeah we're kind of seeing the tail end of like the esport competitive wave i think yep. right now like hearthstone and overwatch came out and did gangbusters and there was a lot of hype but it's it's kind of quieting down a bit and they're also having to cut some cut some things well look at the look at the uh positivity and, in the chat courteous says only way to go is up with a big smiley face <laughs> well you know what the next wave will be uh, microtransaction-ridden uh, mobile games, so we'll all have something to play. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and a, right? Everyone will win. We all have a phone, right? <laughs> I was going to go yes. with, uh, with with remasters uh, with uh, Warcraft Ooh. 3 and uh, Classic WoW, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to play both of those things. Yeah, of course you are. They're up your alley. Your alley was wide open. You've spread it wide open, and you've said, please come on in here in my alley is what you said to those two things, and they're going to be great. You're going to love them. Um, I will say, I really think we're going to see a big game announcement next year, uh, Diablo 4, probably, and that still gives them another, they usually like to put the game out in beta a year after, at least, uh, at most after they've announced it nowadays, uh, so I think Diablo 4. If we don't see anything, um, I will be very disappointed. Uh, I think, they... ironically, you could see it as, uh... Well, they're still not, sorry, they're still not releasing stuff that isn't ready. So in a way, it's a positive thing, but I would be massively disappointed. And at that point, I would start to be like, I don't have an irrational attachment to Blizzard. I wouldn't be like, oh, F you, Blizzard. But I would be like, all right, I'll, I'm going to, you know, maybe focus on other things until you, you finally put out something because this is getting a little bit uh, too long. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, they have to. They have, they have to. They have to. Can you imagine what the landscape of public opinion would be like following BlizzCon 2019 and all have to show for it is like a WoW patch and a new Hearthstone expansion? No, they absolutely have to. I'm with Garrett on this. I mean, they. I mean, they. I guess nobody has to do but, anything. But that's but... the thing. They absolutely have to. Imagine they didn't. Ugh. That would mean that would mean they're choosing because they can announce anything. Like they can announce stuff that isn't ready and they're they just for that purpose, right? They could. But if they don't, it actually means that they're having the, the courage to make the, the the difficult decision of not announcing stuff even though they should. Yeah. And to let people, you know. Uh, uh, wait as long as they need for the great game to finally come out and when it's out, they're going to be happy with it because as someone great once said, you never remember a game was late, you only remember it was great. Who said, and who said that? Who was the... Who I can't we, remember. No. It was maybe Miyamoto or someone like that. Oh, they're going to um, say it was maybe me. <laughs> I didn't... It, <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go with that. It was probably me, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but all that being said, I would still be pretty frustrated and pissed if oh they didn't gosh. announce like a big game. I mean, I already Diablo did. Four, yeah. another IP something. Yeah. Like, yeah, a PC standard, like regular gamer focused, like regular traditional gamer focused game that I could enjoy and be happy about. My, I mean, I, I'm not, I won't lie here and say that uh, after this year's BlizzCon, I went, oh, do I really want to? Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I skip a year this year. Maybe this is, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I need a break and just clear my head from what I expect from BlizzCon versus. Whatever, and this was for me a big BlizzCon. I got to do a cool stage thing, and there was all sorts of rad stuff around it. But you know, the overall vibe was just a little funky. And if they did that, if next year they did that, like if we came away from that again as empty-handed as it felt this last time, oh, I don't know, man. Also, by the way, we don't know if any of this stuff affects um, like cost cutting across the board, different jobs being lost, and all that. We don't know if this affects BlizzCon. Like, there's no longer with Overwatch League happening sort of during the year and not at BlizzCon, and even HCC was the same way, and now with no HCC at all, whoops, uh, and this is true of Hearthstone as well, they don't need BlizzCon anymore for their big finals. They need it for their fun, hyped-up sort of Pro Bowl that they play for all these games. But there's a well, there's, I, a, there's a world I where there's think, no BlizzCon next year is what I'm saying. It's possible. I think, I think BlizzCon is a moneymaker for them. So I don't think, you know, the, the reason they wouldn't want to do it is like they did last time uh, they didn't do it, which was they really didn't, they were working hard on other stuff and didn't want to, uh, like, take the focus for the teams away from that. So that could be the reason. But it, it makes money. So I think they're, they are, in, in, I think it makes money. So I think they're incentivized to to do it anyway. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, and also, and yeah. also... If they announce, like, imagine the incredible amount of goodwill they will get if they announce Diablo 4 at BlizzCon next year. You know, they make a joke about uh, the the mobile game and they're, like, they they admit we weren't super, super, uh, uh, like, it wasn't super clever the way we did it. But you know what? Darkness never dies. Blah, blah, blah. Diablo 4. Boom. And then everyone explodes in joy. Yeah. And I think that's a marketing opportunity that is really hard to pass if they have a game to it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the other night. Well, whatever. When when Diablo. No, tell us what you. Well, what you that's think what I was thinking. When Diablo, Does it involve me? No. Or Garrett? No. Well, maybe. In, in any. It could. Okay. Yeah, we could all get together and We're play together. But when Diablo Immortal hits, I mean, who am I kidding? I'm going to play the hell out of that. I'm not excited. Think- I'm just like everyone else. I'm not excited that this isn't Diablo 4. It's not a proper thing. Or they canceled a Diablo 3 expansion that I would have really liked. I mean, none of that is true. But I still, to this day, if I'm being totally honest, of course, I'm going to play that damn thing. I'm excited. I think the biggest problem with Diablo Immortal is that it's actually Diablo 3. And we've already played Diablo 3 a lot. I think that's going to be the problem. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But maybe. Yeah, yeah. There, that's a good point. Like, I've fallen off the my Switch version of Diablo, not because it isn't great, because it is, but I've played Diablo in all of its iterations so much. It's like, well, if I'm going to do this, may as well do it where all my stuff is. So I'm just going to do it there because I don't have shared accounts and stuff. So you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I may get just, I may a week into that go, I'm done. You know, because I'll be tired of it. Or I something. mean, we're all going to try it. That's yeah. that's certainly true, I, yeah. right, Garrett? You're going to try it. My my takeaway is I'm not going to play it, and that's okay. <laughs> you're not even going to try it. Come on, you're going to try no, it. I, I played the demo. It didn't impress me. It's, I don't like mobile games. 
Garrett's going to install it, and he is going to play it, and he and I are going to be on a team, and we're going to be rolling through the undead freaking minions of the... I'm going to because of the what I do for a job. All right. If, if I was if I was still working at the old publishing company I used to work at and yeah. I, I couldn't keep a roof over my head talking about video games, yeah. I would not play this game. I wouldn't give a shit about this game. <laughs> I mean, this is the most disinteresting thing to me personally. And you know what, everyone? That's I think it's fine. not just to you it's, personally, yeah, though. It's for not, a lot of you. Yeah. It's not and for let's me. be honest. Let's let's lay it all on the table now, uh, guys. We can be honest. The other reason we're going to be playing it is the big check we get from Blizzard every month, right? Mm-hmm. That's that <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to keep that. Yeah, that I huge. That. I need to keep that running. Uh, yeah. Does anyone believe okay. that really? When I go, Ooh, Jalen Bragg, not doing it for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I always wonder that too. I only get that. I only get accused of it when I say something nice about Blizzard games that I love, and the minute yeah, I make uh, any kind please, of other comments, something. Yeah, yeah, suddenly I don't hear about yeah. that anymore. It's weird. That being said, please keep hooking me up with immediate pass for BlizzCon. Yeah, season. thank you. Yeah, that I, <laughs> that I kind of need. That that I need to keep. See, up. that's that's how they get us. That's yeah. how they get us to say nice things about them. Is media passes? Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's def- it's definitely not because I legitimately enjoy aspects of their games. <laughs> no, it's definitely um, not that. Hey, uh, by the way, what a big news of the week. Uh, Soldier seventy six is gay. Freaking deal with it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they did a story, uh, and they in the story, it turns out he's uh, carrying a torch for a dude, and uh, now we got two LGBT uh, folks here, there on the Overwatch team. You got Tracer, uh, which everyone seemed to be uh, pretty okay with, it seemed like at the time, but boy, a lot of outcry over 76, which I don't really want to address because, of course, so there was. To me, it feels so, on par with Tracer. Did it? Okay. Well, the thing is, Tracer is also a um, you know a female character, which is often... A lesbian is often the the subject of fantasy for many men, so I think that's easier to go. That's actually what I said when I uh, when we saw the tracer thing. I was like, well, I don't think they're going to do a, a you know two men kissing in a comic. Turns out they kind of are. They're not kissing, okay, but um, but the thing that I've seen, I talked about this on a few shows. I've seen a lot of people going like, oh, we don't care that he's gay, which I think is a passive aggressive way of saying. I'd rather not have gay people in my in my games and get away from me with your politics. Yeah, but I think I still think it's a better uh, uh, version of all of this than oh horrible gay people invading our games. That's politics, like identity things, and like more uh, uh, clear outrage over things. Yeah, I think it's a step up. I think Blizzard is doing it. Uh, and normalizing it and it's taking its time but you know gamergate was four years ago and now we're getting relatively tame reactions to one of the main characters in this game being gay i think that's a positive thing sure and uh by the way i had a side conversation with metzen about it because he is the creator of soldier 76 created him in his teens in fact. oh and he told you he hated that there were gay people in his games no and that's why he quit no is that what he said no he told you sure no i'm 100 positive that that is not what he told me <laughs> he told me a bunch of stuff that i'm probably not allowed to say scott but let's just you're say, not you're not thinking of the thumbnails and of the ad revenue right just just say it is and then make a thumbnail and you'll be rich. Here's What's... what here's what I like. I like that. And what he said, I'll, I'll ask him if I can say it on the air for now. I probably shouldn't. It's an interesting 
perspective, though, from the guy who created the character. So at some point, I'll find out if I can. But the other thing I wanted to mention was John Jagger's reaction was uh, he thinks that anyone who is upset is only upset because their canonical Overwatch porn has been altered. And now they're going to have to rethink it. I choked on my own laughter when I read that. (laughs) It was really good. It was. It's so true. It hurts. <laughs> Their favorite. And I mean, the line was my favorite. Your your favorite Overwatch porn is no longer canonical, is what he said. And uh, he's. I mean, he's kind of right. It's like that line I always say: the most homophobic people I know uh, are really, really dig lesbians. Like it's just. It's just like the people that are the maddest, and there are people mad. There are some people who are mad, whether you saw the outrage or you didn't, or if you only saw the people prepared for the outrage or not. There were some people who were super ticked about it and can't stand it and wish Blizzard wouldn't insert their politics in the games or whatever they think that happened there. Uh, where was I going with that? I had, I had an end point. I had a, I had well, a destination Well, I will tell train. you about the... Oh, sorry. Did you find <laughs> no, I don't know. Point? I'll think of it while you talk. Go so, ahead. I'll tell you uh, the canonical uh, Overwatch porn I think that we were all hoping for was the uh, relationship between Hanzo and McCree. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of people are upset because they think, well, Soldier is gay now, and they're not going to have no, I, so okay. many gay characters. No, I, what no, I can t- what, what I'm going to tell your... you, don't don't give up hope. It's completely possible that uh, Hanzo is is also gay, and McCree is also gay or bisexual. I can no, see, no, uh, McCree be bisexual. Freaking McCree is too good for Hanzo. Don't even, ever don't you even float that idea hanzo is a dick yeah he's kind of a dick <laughs> mccree deserves better yeah I, I, it's true you're not wrong i agree i was that's really, where my outrage comes better. from i was hoping McCree for roadhog personally better. i was hoping for Ro- roadhog and his magical uh relationship with the hamster was interesting to me but then here's my funny joke i told you, you guys want to hear it this is pretty good i think it's a little Go subversive ahead. but whatever uh, i said soldier 76 is gay I've known this for years. All those kids on Xbox Live tell me how gay he is every time I select him. Ha 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 ha! Get it? Because kids say gay in a different context. They don't mean gay like a lifestyle choice or a lifestyle whatever. They're just saying gay like that's so gay. Yeah, see? Don't, don't say choice. That That's yeah, a that'll get me a whole other bag of chips. I don't want to get into that. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, the, that, at that that the end of the day, be, what if everyone... Well, what, if they turn, what if it turns out every character in the game is, is gay, is gay. they're just slowly awesome. doling it out and there's only like one straight person that's like junk rat or something <laughs> and in the future everyone is gay uh that would be fun i i think you know um well they're they're striving to depict the world kind of as it is as inclusive as possible so that's probably not gonna happen but i will say i was quite happy uh to hear or realize that i had been playing a gay character for so long and more you know and 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 that's fine and more importantly that many people have been playing a gay character and enjoying it they didn't realize it and now they realize and and they're probably angry about it for some reason but is he still gay and they Mm. still loved playing him Mm -hmm. for a very long time and they can't do anything about it so yeah yeah yeah, no, it's a good point, and I'm also glad that, uh, or I'm sad that I brought up the roadhog hamster thing because it has connotations I didn't intend. So I apologize oh, for that, everybody. Does it? Well, it might. It's a long okay. story, Patrick. You know what? Look I mean, up, look up. Uh, there's an old uh, urban legend about who's the actor? Shoot, I can't think of his name. He played Bugsy. Oh no, 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 he didn't. Anyway, 
officer and a gentleman. I can't think of the guy's name, but there there was these old rumors that him and a hamster. There's there's a story. I'm not going to retell it here on the show. It's not my place. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love that this took I, us to I'm, I'm so just many different places. Curious where you were where, where you were going with this, but whatever the case. Richard is. Gear, oh. Richard Gear. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm not saying you have to go look this up, but if you're ever curious, just go look up Richard Gear and. A, <laughs> It's either a gerbil or a hamster. I don't remember. And then you get your story. And I'm not saying it's true or isn't true. I'm just saying. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, uh, essentially, Roadhog is Richard Gear. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. That's what I meant the whole time. Uh, What I take away from this is uh, further doubling down on how much we need more Overwatch stories. Oh, right. Yeah. No kidding. I want to know more of this world from a narrative aspect, which uh, I feel the the game has dropped that ball. since the launch oh yeah no it, that's the other thing they better have at blizzcon is some new direction or some plans for where what overwatch is besides a team-based multiplayer shooter it's gotta they gotta figure that out man for me it's all for me i'm being i'm being uh, selfish here about it just do things for me blizzard all right uh that's it for that let's do this real quick oh that didn't do it right let me play that again here you go hear ye hear ye why it's the town crier. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at what we got for an email. We got one this week from uh, Robert, who sent this into the instance at gmail.com. And he says this I think one of WoW's biggest advantages, other, M- other MMOs in the market, is its size. Aside from a few sparse events and now warfronts, high level players rarely spend any time in zones outside the current expansion. What do you guys think about Blizzard uh, trying to create more world quests and events? in old classic zones and the old expansions to entice more max-level characters to travel the entire game. Uh, I see some of this happening with Quest and Arathi and Darkshore, but I would really like to see this in more zones and not necessarily Warfront-related. Uh, thanks. Love the podcast, Robert. Um, yeah, I've always I've been a fan of this idea for a while, but, it, but it's been more in the context of what ESO and Guild Wars 2 do, which is uh, everything scales. And it scales universally, and a lot of some people don't like this. So I realize that I'm I'm talking about a kind of controversial topic in the MMO space. But in those two games as examples, it doesn't matter where you start, it doesn't matter where you end, it doesn't matter where you go. The content you run into will work for you then. So I could start in in, in a place at level zero or level one, and begin the game there. And I could end the game in a place where there are a bunch of level ones running around starting their game. And I kind of like that. Um, Guild Wars 2, same way. It sort of works that way across the board in both of those games. So I kind of wish Blizzard would do that. I hoped that the scaling stuff they did in Legion that has now moved over to BFA, I'd hoped that that was something that was going to spread to other parts of the game. Well, they have. Um, well, ish. I mean, to an extent. You, you're still limited in level ranges. Right, but- right. And I want it. I don't want that. What I want is full blown. The world scales with me. Uh, basically, it's the way that uh, Skyrim did it. You you just yeah, work through the, the world, and 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 it stays. So you with don't you. want level ranges. You want to be able to uh, play in Elwyn Forest or the Barrens forever from level one to level. Yeah, and for those who say, well, that's not challenging because then it just if it's leveling with you, then what's the advantage of ever being too strong or too weak or whatever? The game already is easy in that regard. Like, if you're in the level range you're supposed to be, you're just ripping through content. It's not like you're dying every five seconds. So I'm not asking for them to change too much about the way the game feels now. I guess what I'm saying is it would be fun 
in my mind, it'd be fun if I could go, well, I don't have to go start <clears throat> here or there. The problem is Blizzard's made a very linear story in a lot of ways. So every zone you go into as a starting character, you're crumb fed the story all the way through the game, assuming you go all the way to 120. In my, in my mind, I, that's cool for your first time through and for all the years we played the game. But today, I would, I would love the idea of starting like an undead hunter, let's say, and then just go start out somewhere weird. Like, just go pick a funky, like, Unguro Crater, which is definitely not level for a level one right now, but could be if they had the scaling in effect. And just go do the content you want to do when you want to do it. And if you don't like where you're at, travel somewhere else and do that content. I really like that aspect of some of the other MMOs. It's a controversial topic. I know I'm not, you know, I'm not in the majority, maybe even the majority. I don't know if it is or isn't, but that's how I would really. <laughs> but I, let's I, say it is. I'd play a lot more WoW is what I'm saying, if that was the case. Because right now you are, I do feel like, well, if I'm spending any time in this game, it's pretty much locked in a BFA stuff, and that's just it. And there's something about that idea that frees me. It just makes me feel freed up to do other things. That would mean dungeons would scale. That would mean other kinds of raid content would scale. They, would, they wouldn't have again, to do time walking I mean, anymore. They just go make scale. They already scale. kind of do. You can do level 1 to 60 in the entire world. You can do uh, level 60 to 70 in... Uh, wrath or bell uh, or a uh, uh, burning crusade so they already kind of have something like that no you're right there is some of that there that's the beginning and that's why i thought we'd get more i thought they'd expand that maybe they still will i mean it's you know anything's possible i, mean, I don't I, think I, so i think that's their choice to keep to give you that freedom while keeping player progression like world feeling uh like you're progressing you're getting to different places i don't think they will uh, they could they could have if they uh wanted to they already would have yeah, I'm not um, strongly against scaling, but I actually kind of preferred the old way of doing things. Yeah, because <laughs> I really liked when I would go exploring when I would end up in a zone I shouldn't be in. It, it added this sense of danger and, oh, I done messed up yeah. to my to my exploring of the game world. Um, and so I'm kind of I'm kind of longing and hoping that the next expansion has a more linear progression through the new zones. Yeah, I mean, you and I think a lot of people feel the way you do. And, and, and even I, I hear you say that and I go, oh, yeah, it was kind of cool bumping into Plague Lands and not Eastern Plague Lands. And I, mean, I, I, think, I think both are cool. Like, I really yeah. liked Legion. When Legion came out, they're like, start where you want, except, except that place with the big city. You don't go there. Uh, but yeah. go anywhere else. Like, it was fine. It was cool. It was a nice, it was a nice break. I, I, I think there's merits to both. And I would kind of dig if they went back and forth between them. Yeah. And I would, uh, chat room makes a good point. Soul Spear says, uh, level scaling is okay. Eye level scaling is not. So item scaling, not. I agree. And maybe those two things are hard to work out, but also maybe that's a way to make you feel a little more powered in an area where you just earned a rad piece of gear and now you are a little better, even though it's still scaling with you. Have it not be 100% one-to-one scaling. Have you, have you be a little tougher when, when you get a cool piece of gear. Have that based on some algorithm wear out over time and you've got to get something better to, I, I don't know what it is, but, but I, I just, at this stage of the game, I want to just do more in places that, that are just sitting there empty now, just NPCs picking their noses. That's it. And it's a bummer yeah, to me. Well, it's a bummer. I would also say to, to the, to a Robert's email here is that, um, I believe he did say Warfronts aside, uh, that I'd really like to go back around to Warfronts and say, don't cast that aside so quickly because I think that's doing a lot to help uh, some of the issues that Robert's pointing out here. Mm. Uh, it's just that right now we only have two of them. Right. Uh, but if they kept adding more of them, suddenly there's significantly more 
uh, traditionally unused locations for high level characters uh, being utilized and 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 forcing interaction uh, between factions, especially with with Warfront. Yeah. Um, and again, man, I just feel like Warfront doesn't get enough love. I know you like those. You're a Warfront guy. It it has added a nice layer to the open world experience. Yeah. I mean, I I don't utterly hate them, but I. I actually kind of like them when they're open and there's just stuff to do in there, like some big daily quest or I got to go, there, whatever. Like that stuff's cool. I don't like the yeah. actual war front, like the actual, here's the red pushing the blue, blah, 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 blah. like the little RTS fakery we're doing. That I don't like. Just don't find it yeah. fun. Well, I think in retrospect, it would have been a lot better if the game, when Warfront's launched, it launched with the two that we have now so that both factions more or less always have one that they can go do the scenario for or at least one they can go and do the the world quest for and world bosses um i think the the piecemeal rollout of it didn't land particularly well especially considering which side of the faction you ended up on mm. but yeah. now that there's two of them and it's it's just part of the kind of the weekly uh, list that you check off is which uh, as you as you play and 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 check off all the boxes of things that you like to get done over the week for for resources and gear uh, i think it's fine i think it, it 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 blends in rather seamlessly yeah mr oda in the chat says it feels like a battleground without the pvp yeah it's a fair comparison yeah i think that's, i think that's fine and uh, mm-hmm. uh i think there's you know pve content as world of warcraft has proven is 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 important Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to have a discussion about whether or not it has enough of it and maybe it needs more, more PVP, that that's that's rad. But um, uh, I think Warfronts are are fine, especially now that we have more than one of them. By the way, chat room, if you ever wanted to see what it looked like uh, when Patrick's on the point, look at him, look at his face. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Look at Patrick, just look at his face. I'm on the point. He's on the point. I'm on the point. Yeah. I'm playing Diva. Yeah, of course you and are. And I died. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. And I will have you know that I was absolutely listening to everything you were saying. No, I believe uh, it. You were talking it. about Warfronts, and you were saying that they would have been much better if they uh, had launched with the two Warfronts from the beginning, and also that they feel like a battleground without PvP, which is kind of <laughs> dumb, and I agree. No, so there I, you go. 100%. I, I, that is the kind of game I can play and listen. So I, no, Did I miss no. something where you could see he was playing? Oh, yeah, totally. You can see it's his face. He does this. This is Patrick when he plays. <laughs> like that uh, same piece i make when i play spider-man uh audio people have no idea what i just did but that was patrick's <laughs> face uh that's Very it for uh town crier thanks for your email you can send your emails into the instance of gmail.com and that is going to do it for the show real quick before we get out of here let's go around the horn and see what people have going on patrick beja where can people get more of you and do you have anything rad coming up uh i have pixels which is a gaming show where i talk about a ton of stuff including stuff that are not world of warcraft or blizzard related uh the latest episode was the one where we covered the games of 2019 and we are talking about what they are going to be and how fun they're going to be and which ones they're going to be you can find that at uh well just search for pixels in your podcast app that's super easy you're probably listening to a podcast Right now, since you're listening to me on a podcast, uh, go to the search field, search for Pixels, subscribe, and thank me later. Aren't you glad that movie... What are you... Well, go ahead. What? What you oh, I was going to say, can we get a little, little teaser? What, do, what are you most excited for for 2019? Yeah, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, I think Anthem is pretty high on that list, even though it could probably be kind of 
bad. We don't really know, but uh, I'm I'm still excited. The Jedi Fallen Order game that we know nothing about. Um, I'm I could be excited. Is this about. supposed to come out this yeah. year? They haven't even shown us. Anything. Yeah, it's the end of the year, and it's oh, uh, that is it, so getting delayed. I'm it's possible. It That's not it's making possible. it out this year. Okay, well, I will be color me impressed with that if that. Releases yeah, in 2019. but still, still, it's it's slated for this year. There are a few others. The games I'm most excited about are always small. Yeah. I'm always excited about the small stuff. I'm looking forward to. Oh, there are a bunch of small things that yeah. could be really exciting. Indeed. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is my number one anticipated game of the year, and and that's just because I love space games. So don't at me, bro. But I am looking forward to that game a lot. <laughs> uh, Garrett Weinzerl, where can people find more of Thou and 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 thus? Uh, well, I'm always talking Hearthstone on the Angry Chicken. I'm talking Heroes of the Storm on Into the Nexus. Just put out a new episode last night when uh, Jeff Kanata joined us. Oh, so go listen very nice. to that one. I, I had a lot of fun on that particular episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm going to uh, do a, a, a bit of a deep dive into my thoughts on uh, A, the, that Hearthstone survey, uh, and also the lore uh, Q&A yeah. uh, over on my solo show, R2T2. R2 you can find by searching for R2-T2, wherever podcasts can be found. Yeah, amove.tv, everybody. That's where you can find it all. And if you're looking for more uh, from the Frog Pants Network, it's easy to do also. Go to frogpants.com, and you'll find this and other shows right there available for the taking. Uh, I'm also playing a lot more games on stream, so if you want to watch Frog Pants plays, they happen all the time. Details at the site as well. It's going to do it for us. Find us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this doesn't help your your views for your stream, but but I would say folks should just follow you on Twitter because the clips from uh, oh, Lord. Uh, Resident Evil are worth their weight in gold. They made me put my hand down the neck of a severed man's body. I had to go into his neck and down in there to pull a key out. Resident Evil 7, 7 is freaking gross. That game is gross. The stuff they make you do in there. There was a toilet thing where it was an overflowed freaking diarrhea toilet where uh, I had to pull a, a light or a, sorry, a eyeglass thing out of it. And then I had to put it up on my eye. I got pink eye just thinking about it. That game is so gross. <laughs> oh, it's foul. Thank you for reminding Imagine me. Imagine if you've been playing it in VR. You definitely have pink eye. Oh, I, dude, people listening to this show right now have pink eye. Just describing it. I can guarantee you that. But anyway, go check that out. Lots of fun. There's uh, full YouTube runs through those games as well. Uh, so check that out. That's it going to do it for us. Like I said, more uh, shows like this at frogpants.com for me, for Garrett, for Patrick, and for wherever Terpster is right now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>